Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent Young. I'm here with Alan Small, and we like to talk about stuff that helps you in your ministry to endure. We want you to endure and do well, and we want your church to endure and do well. And Alan, right now, if you're a news junkie, which a lot of our folks are, they like to watch you know, all different kinds of news. I like to watch world news and, and national news. And it seems like everything is bad news, especially with the economy. I mean, the Fed just raised the interest rates again. It's looking kind of scary. And so I think, you know, maybe we should talk about, does this affect our church? And how, how will it affect our church? And so what, how are we going to talk about that today, Alan? Yeah, we want to just give you some principles in the area of generosity. Because I think the, the place we begin as believers when we're thinking about what we have, how, whether it be little, whether it be much, is the idea that we need to be generous with what we have. And so when we think about giving at church, when we think about our own lives, we want to we want to be generous. And so we want to give you some a few principles for for uncertain times and some ways to kind of maybe lead lead not only your life, but your church um, through um, some uncertain times when it comes to to the economy. I hear a lot of guys saying, well, we're going to have to cut cut this 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 generous act or this generous act because we're just not going to have as much in our church budget and i'm afraid that that's a that's a an approach that could have some long-range negative impact in your church and so we want to maybe give you some principles that will help you steer clear of that way of thinking yeah you know and just over the last couple of years god taught us a big lesson in faith everybody before COVID or when COVID was just first cranking up, everybody was thinking they were going to have to cut, but God provided in amazing ways. And so we want you to be people of faith, trusting in God, not yourselves. So Alan, let's talk about these. We've got six principles that that will help us to think through and to be a generous church, not just generous givers, but a generous church as well. So what is our first principle? Yeah, I think in this, really, it's just basic stuff. But if you want uh, generous givers, be a generous church. That's just uh, where, where it all begins. So if a church isn't giving giving out of its resources to others, why should your people? And so the, in this situation, it's the church is being the, the example to the, the members of the church itself. You know, what you do as a church in your budget needs to be a good reflection and a good example to your individual members, right? Right. You know, in our in our tradition, we're we're Southern Baptists. You know, there's was a, a long time approach that you know, Southern Baptists the goal was to give 10% to what we call our cooperative program, which is a kind of a, a missional efforts that goes through our state denominations and our convention. And then to also to give three percent to the association. So the ultimate goal um, in many of churches was 13 uh, percent, uh, at least 13 percent going out to these other causes. Well, if you're asking your church to give 10 percent or your church members to give 10 percent as tithers and you're giving 13 percent, then, uh, you know, you're, you're actually showing a high level of generosity. And so I, I think those things are important. I also think, too, one of the things that churches uh, lose sight of is you know when you don't know where to invest or you don't know how to give give back to your church um, be generous within the life of your church and that's important yeah i'm glad you used the word invest because it truly is an investment um you know the people 
that are part of your church family, um, doesn't matter really what um, denomination you are, it, it's really, you have the opportunity to know those people and to be a blessing to them in their times of need and encouragement to them. Uh, instead of just always saying, hey, you all need to give to the church, y'all need to give to the church. Uh, what about, you know, how's the church helping uh, helping us individually? And so, and those are a couple of areas I think that, that can be cut way too quickly is investing in your people. And then the second one would be missions. Um, and I know a lot of churches will say, hey, we need to cut back on our missions. And, and we were talking about this earlier, Alan. I think that's absolutely the opposite of what we should be doing. Yeah, when we are in that time of uncertainty, the needs go up, you know. So I'll give you an example. When Rochelle and I took our 30th anniversary trip and we were in a resort area, there were all these people who work in this resort that during the COVID um, epidemic weren't working. And so someone who drove us back to the airport was just telling us his story. He lost his marriage. And after he lost his marriage, he was trying to find ways to, to make ends meet. So he sold his TV. Okay, he sold his TV, big deal. Then he sold his refrigerator um, because he, he needed money. So he sold his refrigerator, figured he could find food um, on, a, on a daily basis to feed his kids. And I thought, you know, we, we, can, we can miss the point sometimes. Um, we are still a blessed, the, the most blessed people in the world. Quite honestly, uh, we live in a great nation. We have a great amount of resources. And so more than any other time, when times are hard, are the times that we really need to lean, lean into that generous spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And along with that, please travel and go see what the rest of the world is like, because it is not like it is here in the U.S. As you were telling that story about the gentleman selling his refrigerator um, we met so many people in Belize and in India that they just had so little. And there are big portions of the year where they could not work because of the rainy season or whatever. Um, sometimes it's politics in the nation that do away with their jobs. And, and so, yeah, don't give up on missions. Double down on that. I think that's so important. So that's the first principle. And so it being a good example as a church, the second principle you have here, Alan, I think is really good is generosity. Generosity must be discussed and modeled by the person in the pulpit. And so talk to me a little bit about that. What do you, what do you mean? Well, you know, Trent, when I think about what we are to do as being generous people, you know, you talk to pastors and their least favorite subject to talk about is the idea of giving. Well, first of all, take giving out of the equation. Um, change, change it into an uh, attitude of generosity because that's really what giving is. It's about remembering that everything we have is a gift of God anyway, and so we want to give back out of what he has already blessed us with. And so talking generosity is important. And one of the changes that has really happened in the last uh, 15, 20 years is that people expect the pastor to be the one who talks about it and models it so if you hope that someone else in your church is going to go do that that someone else will take up the torch and do that it just doesn't carry as much weight as whether that if that's you as the pastor or key leader in the church doing that you you can't not be the one you have to be the one that does that and then uh, the second part of that is 
if you're not if you're not doing it if you're not demonstrating generosity with your time and with you with your resources don't expect your church to do that yeah the pastor really sets the tone in so many of those areas and you know as you preach about generosity um this is where your own personal story can have such an impact and so just as alan was saying you know if we're if we're trusting god and that's what all this is about it's trusting god then and we see god provide for us and show up in huge ways then then we get to share that with our church family and that encourages others and there's a lot of people i did not grow up tithing when my wife mentioned the first time that hey we should we should do this and i told her she was high because there's no way we could afford to do that um and so this is an important thing for the pastor to lead out in so that's a, that's the second principle trent is that it must be discussed and modeled by the person in the pulpit the third principle is this the best way to set up giving parameters is on a proportional basis in other words we're talking about using percentages rather rather than set amounts one of the trends i've seen churches move away from is the idea of percentages because you want certainty in your budget and so i understand the why um but it really it really doesn't make sense when you're talking about generosity well and keep in mind that a budget is just a plan a budget is is set up and meant to be changed throughout the course of the year. Unfortunately, a lot of churches don't look at it that way and they're like, well, we've got to protect this amount of money. Um, yeah, there are some things that you do need to protect, whether, you know, utilities or whatever, but um, your budget, you can, you can set aside, just as you said, percentages, um, and then see what God does, you know, and, and use those to, to do that ministry and that mission effort that, that God is leading your church to do. And the more you call your church to pray about this, God, you know, God, we want to do amazing things because you have, you have provided for us abundantly. Then, you know, your church will pray and God will show you just how amazing he is by providing in amazing ways. Well, Trent, one of the things, think about it this way too. If, let's just say your church has a, a budget of a hundred thousand dollars. And last year, that's what you brought in. You brought, your church brought in $100,000. But you had set aside $10,000 to use in generosity, 10%. And let's say, though, this year, because the economy is a little worse, so you, a couple of your people lose their jobs, don't make as much as they thought, the drought's been bad, and all this other kind of stuff, and your church brings in $80,000. Well, if you, you're giving 10%, you're giving $8,000, you're still giving proportionately the same amount. You're still giving with the same generous spirit, but you're not giving as much because you haven't received as much. But let's say that, that hey, it's been a great year. Your church has grown and you've received some extra gifts and you've been blessed and your budget goes to $150,000. Well, you, you still got a bigger budget to work with, but you've also managed to generously give $15,000 whereas you had only given 10 before. And so, you know, being, being proportionate in your giving allows you to go up and down based on what the economy is doing while maintaining the same spirit of generosity all along. And that's what you're asking your church members to do. Yeah, and it, it allows you to use positive terms, too, as you're talking about this with your church. Just as you, you said, Alan, to change our, instead of talking about giving, 
talking about generosity and having a generous heart. So if I if I budget with parameters in in principle, you know these uh oh what the word you just use a proportional basis, um, then when th- when things are hard, if I we don't have as much coming in, I don't have to go back and say oh we're going to have to cut everything. We don't have to talk that way because it's it's just a percentage. When things are good, then I can say hey God is good and we're blessed and we can talk about the positives. Uh, so it makes it a lot easier, and and it's always can be encouraging too. In so, fact, I would say, uh, Trent, I would just, but to interrupt you for just a moment, I would say this is the one area in your budget where you can't afford um, to decrease, even even when you're cutting other things, to always leave your generosity in there. Mm-hmm, I agree. So that was the third principle: the best way to set up your giving parameters is on a proportional basis and percentages, rather than with set numbers. So let's move on to the fourth principle, Alan. Uh, Remember the role of planning ahead. Now, what does that mean? That can mean lots of things. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, Trent, you know, we, we've actually had a time in our churches over the last four or five years where um, economically we've done really well. Many churches, while we were um, in the COVID pandemic, your expenses went down and your receipts might've stayed strong. I hope some of you saw that that was a good time to take care of some of those capital improvements or those things that needed to be done. But I also mm-hmm. hope that you also thought, you know, um, when governments go around giving away money and stuff, they're going to get it back someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that you saw the, the, the handwriting on the wall for some of that and paid, paid attention. Um, many were trying to warn us that, you know, it, it was kind of a false good in the economy and that, there was going to be a correction. And so I hope you've been paying attention to that. But if we go back in the Bible and we look at the example of Joseph and, and of course, Pharaoh's dream of, of the seven good years followed by the seven lean years is an important one to remember. And I think that that's true when we think about our churches, that when we have those good times, make sure that we're putting something back and recognize that the times aren't always going to be that way. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be sitting on months and months and months and months of of um, excess reserves, but you should have a, you, you should, when times are good, put some things back to help care for those times when it's not quite as strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, principle to go along with this is that people don't give to to savings accounts, but we do need to say, okay, hey. If, if we call it maybe the air conditioner fund or, you know, something's going to happen when it's been 109 in Texas for the last 30 days, um, something's going to break uh, and, and you're going to need to have the money to be able to to pay for getting that done. Because people aren't going to sit in your sanctuary, unfortunately, when it's 100 degrees in there. So you're going to have to do something. And so that's kind of what Alan is talking about. Yeah, things are going to get tough, and they're going to be harder at times. And if you've set some money aside, you're not going to be surprised. And, you know, I think uh, that old philosophy of having three to six months of, of resources in a, in a fund set back to cover you are, are, are pretty good. And then in addition to that, have a capital um, improvements fund to cover deferred maintenance and those other things. And, and those are causes. Those are those are real reasons. You know, when you're planning ahead, hey, we want to be able to repair it. We know our air conditioners are 20 years old. Yeah, you know, we've got this fund to help care for that. We put in we put a little bit along the way. People can respond and respect that. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's a whole lot better to have planned for that than all of a sudden, you know, the economy's hard, your giving's not been where it's been, and the air conditioner goes out. Folks, we're going to do a special fundraising campaign. Um, we need to raise $40,000 for air conditioning. Um, and we're not going to have it until we raise the money. Well, some people yeah. may just decide it's easier to go to the air-conditioned church down the road. So, right. you know, when you've planned ahead, you're, you're, you're much better. So just remember in, t- in the good time, put a little bit away for the times that aren't quite as good. Yeah, I like that principle. So remember the role of planning ahead. That's, that's a great principle. The fifth principle that we want to talk to you about today is sharing stories of generosity. And I love this because sometimes we forget to report on how good God is. Yeah, Trent, when, you know, the pastor has got to model this and and has to be all in. And that is supplemented by the stories that others tell about the generosity, the generosity of the church, the the stories of where your resources have gone around the world, you know, tell, tell the story. The church, I'm a, the church that I'm a member of right now, we've got, they've got a team in, in Washington state on a mission trip. They've got a team in Germany on, on, on a mission trip. And, you know, those stories are getting out all over Facebook. You know, they're doing a great job of keeping everyone informed about, about the generosity of, of what has gone on through their church and through through the giving through that church. And it's important for it to let people share the story. You know, I, I've got a, I've, I've got stories that I can tell you of how God's provided in amazing ways. And you have stories the same way. Let people share the stories mm-hmm. of God's of, of God at work. And that kind of brings us to that last principle, Trent, and that's this. Living generously allows the freedom for God to supply our needs. And that's kind of what you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's so important for us to rely on God and, and to celebrate God. Um, you know, and when you're telling those stories, the, the principle number five, uh, one thing that kind of puts these together is um, don't don't tell statistics, tell stories. Um, tell the story of people whose lives were changed. And so when we live generously, we, we get to see God supply those things we're going to God, we're going to trust you. Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own plan B, you know, um, God, if you don't come through, I'm going to do this. God's going to come through in his way, in his time. And we want to see him do it. We want to trust in God. And, and so unfortunately we see a lot of churches that, and a lot of individuals that they live with a closed fist, you know, they've got, well, if you can pry it out of my cold, dead hand, <laughs> then and God's like, okay, I will. <laughs> and so, you know, we don't want to be that way. Yeah, when you're when when your fist is closed, you can't receive. That's mm-hmm. the that's the sad part. We're worried about what we can't give, and God's worried about what He wants to give back, and that's a that's that's a often sadly sadly missed and. You know, don't think of it. I'm certainly not trying to talk to you about like prosperity gospel type things that if I give God $10, he'll give me $100. I, I, I don't buy into that. But when I give $10, $10 um, to the cause of Christ, I believe he invests that in eternity. And that's a lot better um, oh, because absolutely. that stuff, that stuff, well, that stuff lives beyond this world and anything this world mm-hmm. can, can offer. And that's what we're talking about. The Bible tells us lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. 
where the, they won't be destroyed. They can't corrode. They won't fade away. And that's what right. that's what we're encouraging you to do. And when times get tough, you're tempted to say, I just can't. And we want to encourage you today that, that if times are going to, going to get tough, don't let that be the time where you say you can't, but recognize it's the time you, you got to be able to say we can't afford not to. I agree, Alan. And, and so um, Alan's given us six principles that are really great. I want to add one last uh, thing for you to think about, and I call it the, the garden hose principle, which is summertime. And, and I think this is appropriate. But, you know, if you if you kink that hose and you leave it kinked for a while, that water gets yucky and it doesn't bless anyone. So we don't want you to live as a kinked hose. We want you to open that hose, let the flow from God through you into blessing a garden for someone else. And uh, and so this is God has blessed us. It's not ours. It's his. And let's be a blessing to someone else. I love that. Don't be a king toes. That's a great way. <laughs> That's a great word to end that on. Appreciate that. Appreciate that word, Trent. So, again, we want to thank you for uh, joining with us today. You know, we've given you these six principles. You can pick them up in our show notes. Um, they're there for you. Um, feel feel free to use them, add to them, change them, give us feedback. Tell us tell us how how far we missed it by all those kinds of things. We'd love just to hear from you, and we'd also love to see you share this with someone else let 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 this be a blessing to them and an encouragement to them um, to make sure that we're generous even in uncertain and challenging times so thanks again for joining us and we'll catch you next week on the enduring churches podcast